0: God and Mary to you. You're listening to the Meditation and Mental Prayer podcast. I am destined for God. To prepare for meditation and mental prayer, begin the previous evening by choosing your meditation and the predominant fault you'll be addressing or the virtue you wish to acquire. After rising in the morning, prepare the place. For meditation by lighting a candle, setting up your crucifix and picture of our Blessed Lady. It's a good idea to sprinkle holy water around. Bless yourself in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Bring to mind and welcome God all around you. Kneel and adore. Settle yourself to do your meditation and mental prayer. Keep aware that God is all around you, he sees and is listening to you. In the following meditation, inspired by Ignatius, we consider two points. Number one, I belong to God. Number two, God has universal dominion over me. When Jesuit priests did secret missionary work in communist Russia, they began their instruction to the catechumens with the proof for the existence of God. With the Ignatian meditations, it is presupposed that the aspirant is Christian and believes in God. So we do not need to ask, who is God? Our next questions are, who am I and why am I here? Here is how Ignatius answers that question. He says, I am destined for God. The most important thing about us, believe it or not, turns out to be our relationship with God. Not only do we ask, why am I here, but where am I going? The answer, I'm going to God. I have no option. I'm on my way to God whether I like it or not. That's the truth of it. That's just how things are. It is as if, when I entered the world, I was encased in a body. I will journey through this life destined to abandon this body. I will step out into the reality of God. So Ignatius would answer the question, who am I? by describing the human being as a creature made by God and totally dependent on God. And so Ignatius begins with a relationship between man and God. He wants us to meditate on the reality that we live under absolute dominion of God. The most important piece of information is that mankind is on its way to God. I belong to God. God has absolute and universal dominion over me. Now just sit with that thought for a little while in your meditation. I belong to God. Sit with this truth in your mind, in your heart. Loving the truth and loving God. Feel how those words have life in themselves. I belong to God. His majesty owns me. He brought me to life from nothing. He has all prevailing dominion over me. His ownership permeates my being. I belong to God. He caused me to come into being for a reason. The reason. He created me for himself. I belong to God. He wills that I come to him, live within his presence, my face always turned toward him. I belong to God. He has complete authority over me. He is my king. I am a subject in his kingdom. The world belongs to God, all heavens and the earth, the moon and the sun stars belong to God. They are his. He created them from nothing. All belongs to God. I belong to God. I am destined for God. Ego sum Alpha et Omega. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I am destined for God. Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart and with thy whole soul and with thy whole mind. We join with Jesus when he said, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, The Lord thy God shalt thou adore, and him only shalt thou serve. I am destined for God. When I follow Satan by committing sin, I'm disturbed and unhappy. I'm not at peace. When I recognise Satan's traps and turn away quickly to keep the commandments of the Most High God, I feel at peace. We were made for Thee, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till we find peace in Thee. Non serviam, I will not serve, said by Satan, will not be said by me. I say serviam, I will serve. You are my King, Your Majesty, it is my duty to serve You. It is necessary that I serve You. It is not necessary that I have worldly success. It is necessary that I serve God. It is not necessary that I own a new car, a new house, many possessions. It is necessary that I serve God. It is not necessary that I am honoured among family and friends. It is necessary that I serve God. I exist to serve God, to love him, to know him. Lord, you said to Abram, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy protector and thy reward exceedingly great. Your Majesty, I know you are my reward. I walk toward heaven. I run toward heaven. I turn away from hell. I renounce the devil and all his empty promises. I choose you, Lord. I choose heaven. It is at this point, or a point just like it, dear listener, that you become still and dwell on the truths that you have just read or spoken from your heart. It's time to move deep into the narrative, understanding it. In a way, you, you breathe it. Live it in reality. Even if you only hold on to one word repeating it over and over until the full force of it consumes all of your focus, you may want to be silent. Your talk now to God can take any form that presents itself, as long as it is spontaneous and from the heart. Here's a wee example of how you might talk to God in the colloquy. In you, my God, I see my faults. I am guilty of lack of control in everyday situations. I'm guilty of showing irritation. Irritation with my family, with friends, with strangers and with things. Moments of quick anger, rising unchecked with a dropped utensil. Irritation with a computer, phone, an animal. I'm failing in life's moments. The irritation erupts quickly when I am thwarted and is gone so quickly I mostly don't notice it. Even tripping over a hen makes me screw up my face in annoyance. I display such frightful exasperation when someone else's opinion is opposed to my own. I react to my peevishness by sighing loudly, making exasperated sounds. I use unnecessary noise. And sometimes I say things I shouldn't. I roll my eyes, make a million little involuntary unchecked grimaces with my face. How many times... Have I taken my irritation further, deferred or put off answering the request of another person, making them wait until I'm ready, because I feel put upon. When you look at my soul, Lord, it must look like a tangled mess, waspish and lacking peaceful control. Yes, Lord, I'm guilty of this sin, which grows from pride and has no place here with you. Oh my dear God, I know I will hear once again my uncontrolled words of irritation for you warned us that on the day of judgment every idle word would be accounted for. I'm sorry, I belong to you, my God. Your Majesty, I am sorry. This behaviour is displeasing to you, I know. I will stand before you at my judgment and view again all these seeds of wrath and wish with all my heart and soul that I had eradicated them from my life. How much more painful will it be Then, to have all this tried by fire, for I know I cannot live in heaven and look upon your face with even the smallest sin between you and me. I belong to you, my God, and I will serve you. And because I love you, I will do all I can to be gentle with others in all situations. I will interact with all material things with calm and poise. I will fill my life with gentleness. At least that is what I would like to do. But your majesty, I cannot do without your help and your grace. I need your help. Will you help me? Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in thee. Immaculate Heart of Mary, make my heart like unto thine. Thank you, Lord, for all your help and graces this far. Thank you for the great grace of making me want to do better and to please you. Amen. We end our meditation by saying the Our Father or the Hail Mary. Having finished the Our Father, which is a short vocal prayer, we move from the place where we did our meditation and we begin to review how successful we were in the meditation and the movement of love we experienced. How do we gauge success or failure? An important consideration is to ask ourselves how focused we were able to stay during the meditation. How often did we wander off into other thoughts about our material lives? When we felt ourselves begin to stray, were we quick enough to pull ourselves back to the task? When we survey the meditation part of our prayer, did we feel that God was telling us anything in particular? Did something reveal itself to us and make us look at a part of our lives that is not under the full dominion of God? It is important to make a written note of particular things we learned. What resolutions have we felt led to make after this meditation and our mental prayer? It is usual to end our meditation with an Our Father or an Ave Maria, as we have said. What is termed vocal prayer, as in saying Our Father, with its strict formula, is very different from mental prayer, or is it? Having our coming to the end of our mental prayer, when the words of the Our Father are pronounced, generally you find that if the meditation has been successful, that the graces received will still be falling on your soul. As you recite the prayers, the mind and heart will still be so involved with God and the Our Father so focused as to appear as mental prayer itself. I belong to God. I am destined for God. You've been listening to the Meditation and Mental Prayer podcast, Catholics Talking to God. If you find this podcast interesting and would like more information on Catholic meditation, or you just want to have a wee look at our site, it's meditationjournals.com. Thank you for listening. God bless.